0: It's nice hearing that. Makes it pretty clear and simple. Yeah, it is simple. It's very, very simple. Too simple. (laughs) A lot of people want it complex and hard and it's not. That's what we have to let go of. Wow, well... Maybe I'll continue in a little different way along those lines. You know, for me, I didn't come in in that awareness like Jim did that this lifetime is the age of 23 that things started to move and shift for me where I had what I'd call my spiritual awakening to become more aware of that beyond the physical. And it's interesting, even in the meditation we just did Before um, you're sharing, it's like the word life makeover is what really showed up for me. Because back at that time, I was still in college and just finishing up, working part-time, going to school part-time. And I was just coming up. uh, I had about four more months of school left. And at the end of those four months, I was going to be done. I was going to have my degree. But I had no idea really. Oh my God, I've only done school my whole life. What's next? So it's like a major life event, a change. And so, in that shift, though, is where I had my spiritual awakening. And in that, my life really changed. So it was a life makeover. My life completely shifted. All my friends, everybody's like, what's going on with you? Why are you so different? And Eventually, um, I kind of parted ways and moved into a whole different circle, so to speak. New friendships, new whatever, more spiritually oriented. So it really changed my life when I really had that awakening. And at the same time, that's all I wanted to do. All I wanted to do was pursue spirit, have more inner experience. So I began meditation techniques in earnest just i was at that point i was trying all kinds of things reading all kinds of things going to all kinds of different groups and hearing people talk and having appointments with people just to begin to gain understanding and oh my god there are so many different things out there and each one has its own different spin or twist or whatever according to the person and their experience And it was all valuable for me, but most of it, I'd have to say, never really resonated with me. It's like I'd always get a piece of something that I considered spiritual, like an element of that essence of spirit in it, because I realized everybody that had life had spirit in them and had something to offer of their experience. But I never really gained what I would call a greater fullness of the whole spirit or the Holy Spirit. And I didn't even know that's what I was looking for at the time because I had not had a real spiritual or religious upbringing. Um, I wasn't interested at all. But when this moved in me and changed, I just couldn't stop looking to learn, to experience. The biggest thing is I wanted to experience all of this. So as I, as I went on my search and heard all these different stories and a lot of it seemed fantastic and wonderful and others seemed kind of scary. Some people kind of were a little bit crazy. Some other people seemed like they knew what they were doing but they were so kind of radical and stuck in their ways and I didn't find a whole lot of flexibility or openness um, for life in general just an acceptance of how life is. Everybody seemed to have, this is how you do it, this is the right way, and all the other stuff's wrong. And I found value in certain things because as I practiced things, I had, I realized I had to be disciplined to do it the way that was prescribed. And so I gained some value in that and learning how to really make a commitment and discipline myself and focus in doing what was prescribed but not have experience with that so I would keep continuing learning about myself and gaining more experience and the value in that. But I kept moving from one thing to another quite quickly. I never stuck with anything too long because it never really fit. I never found that place that felt like home or this is my family or where I really connected. I'd get with people and I appreciated them and what they had to offer, but I never felt a real bond. And and I knew... And in some instances, I tried to create that bond. But even in that, trying to create it, it just wasn't there. And I knew it just internally. It's just like I just knew it. And so that was often my biggest leading indicator to keep searching until I really find that connection inside of me. And at the time, I didn't really understand the greater inner connection. So I was looking for it more out here with people, with places, with situations. Where's that relationship and connection out here where I can feel at home and something I can participate in more long-term, just like we may feel in a family that we're born into. We feel like, oh, this is my whole life, even though that's not always the case, obviously, for some people but looking for more of that spiritual essence where I could be in a place of of bonding and, in a sense, finding whatever that is that I didn't even know I was looking for, but yet I had an inherent knowing, not even knowing what it was, if that makes any sense. So in all that, I just kept searching, and then eventually, of course, I found that place where... I got together in a group and as they shared their spiritual discourse and their makeup of things, all of a sudden this door opened and I felt that divine presence of the whole spirit, complete and full, nothing was missing. And in that, in the same instant, I knew, okay, I found my place. I found my place in the world, and I found my place inside. It all connected, just like you talked earlier about this bridge with the spiritual and the physical, the bridge of that. In that, I didn't even, I knew I was looking for that. I just didn't know what exactly it was. But when I came to that place, automatically the bridge was just there. It's just before the door wasn't open. But as soon as this particular group began to share the door opened and there was a bridge and it was an um, an instant connection and a bond and I knew it and I got all excited because it was the only place I had actually experienced what I somehow knew inside of myself and could feel and sense and there it was. And so from that day forward, which was just over 31 years ago, I've been continuing that. And so here I am now sharing about it. After 31 years, you kind of have some experience and (laughs) you learn enough to be able to share about basically life. It's interesting because in ILM, we're here to share about life. Life truly in its fullness, not just physically, but including physical, not just astrally, but including the astral, not just emotionally or causally, but including that. Same thing mentally, unconsciously, and solically and spiritually. I mean life in its fullness. That's what we're really sharing here. And that's what I would call the whole spirit or the Holy Spirit that literally embraces all of that. And it is that fullness that not only we share here, but I have come to learn that every soul is inherently really seeking not even knowing that that is what we are seeking. Because when we come in, as Jim shared, as children, we're just open to that. But as children, too, we don't have the experience in how the world operates and how people get in their clicks or channels of what they think or how it's supposed to be and how they're educated and trained. But then as we get older, we begin to see the things that don't work, the things that do work, and depending on how strong that element of something doesn't work, it'll often motivate us to now begin a search to find what works for us. Not even knowing. At first we'll think it's about a relationship. Oh, I need to find the right relationship. Oh, you know, it's about a career, a job. I need to go find the job that's going to make me happy. And so it's this outer search in the world, and I did the same thing. I was kept looking for that Right job for that right relationship, everything where I would feel that bond or connection like I felt spiritually when that happened for me. So I had the spiritual connection, but then I kept now in my physical life going from one thing to the next, looking now for that element. I had found my spiritual family because what was shared and the meditation technique and the basically the principles or spiritual teachings are really what works for me. They totally lined up and made sense with my own inner experience and my own inner knowing. And it just felt right. And that's the thing I had learned to trust is that inner knowing of, wow, this fits. This makes sense. I know this is it. Because anything else I do, it rubs me the wrong way. And so that's what I paid attention to and have to this day really of just keep living by that, living by that essence or spirit of life itself. And again, all of us know this, but I would have to say it's not until we've really have experienced enough in life that we're ready to open up to and allow that knowing to expose itself for that bridge to take place from the spiritual to the physical. And that's what often a lot of people would call a spiritual awakening. And in that, life changes. My physical life definitely changed more than once. Many times, actually. Because each of those other physical elements, like I talked about relationships or jobs, um, those were changes. But they were different than the spiritual one. Because in everything I had done after that point, that spiritual essence was always with me. Even though I was still seeking to try to answer these other physical elements, that spiritual essence was always with me. And often that spiritual essence would guide me. Like, yes, step forward here. No, don't don't move in that direction. A lot of people would call that intuition. So I learned to really trust that implicitly and follow it and I went through my learning experiences, not quite like the one you shared like that. I guess I was living in that and looking to get out of that, probably like most of us are doing. So definitely have a different experience walking in life in that regard. Because I know for me it seemed like I was living in that hardship and trying to find my way out of it. And that's where the meditation obviously does do the job. But then also those other parts of, you know, those elements, relationship, jobs in the world, just trying to find that right fit. And that's the pursuit I kept continuing as well in that. And as I went through each thing over many years, each one of those things, I never realized till later or after the fact how much I was learning in the experience no matter how hard it was or how easy it was. And the funny thing is, even when I just to this day have learned to trust that intuitive sense, I found that would even lead me into challenging things. But in the beginning when that would happen, I would think, oh my God, what did I do wrong? Did I not follow that intuition inside of me properly? Because if I did, want not it all be wonderful and nice? Why is it, so challenging, and I'm having such a hard time now. And so I went through those periods where I, I began to question or doubt and wonder, like, oh my God, am I, this whole spiritual thing and that intuition and following that inner knowing, is that, am I off base? Because other people would say, I am. I mean, I went to groups before where they'd say, don't you meditate because that'll open you to the devil, You'll have evil experiences, all kinds of bad, evil entities out there that are gonna misguide you and take you over. I mean, oh my god, the fear that was and that and I actually started to believe it a little bit, but not long, because I'm like, I ain't living in that air and energy, man. Forget that. I got out of there pretty quick. But for a moment, I started to open and believe that. And I realized in that how I'd give my power away and trust somebody else rather than my own inner knowing. And that was probably one of the biggest lessons through all these different experiences. And I would find that's when I would really hurt and doubt myself and question life is when I would trust or believe somebody else over my own inner knowing. But that's where there was a lot of value, I realized, And going through all these life experiences when I'd give my power away is another way a lot of people say now of where we basically trust somebody else more than ourselves. And that's really what it boils down to. And that's a big question for ourselves. How much do we really trust ourselves? Or do we not trust ourselves so we give our power to somebody or something else and place our belief and trust in that more than ourselves. And that's a big one because that's really what most of us are doing. And in doing so, we don't realize all the disturbance we have then, well, it's associated directly with now trusting outer elements rather than our own inner source. And that's probably one of the biggest things that I've learned on this journey is that element of self-trust. Call it self-belief if you want, to believe in yourself. But I found to believe in myself, I had to build enough through my own life experience to have a greater understanding and trust then myself in all that to have greater belief. So I looked at it more as kind of like a experiential laboratory that this world provides that I can go to all these experiences with different people, groups, places in the world, and in that I would in that experiment, so to speak, or experiential lab, I would have from that a gain in understanding from whatever it is that I experienced, good and bad, because a lot of things were very disturbing, but I learned a lot in the disturbance, and as I learned and completed and let go of that. I would then move back into what I would call the good or that which inside of me where I find that peace, that connection, that bridge. And it would always be a big relief, obviously, after some disturbance walking through in life. And that, eventually, I realized is what was always calling me forward, always pulling me forward, bringing me into the next step. In a world that would like, look like what I would call positive and negative motivators, all the negative things in life that were disturbing, I'd want to get out of there. So that would motivate me to move forward. But then I had the positive or nice experiences that would motivate me that I'd want to move into and have more of. So I found both of the elements in this world of positive and negative, good and bad, were both ushering me forward forward in the direction that I really wanted to go, let alone what was meant for me. So a lot of that in this journey of life really is learning to trust ourselves and trust in those experiences in life outwardly. But even in the experiences in life outwardly, what is it really? Our inner awareness, the wisdom we gain from the experiences we have. And in ILM, we're actually supporting people to pay attention to that, to learn from that, that there's value there. And that value is really in yourself. But if, you, if we want to take it the next step, which we do in ILM, once you start to understand that greater value in self, Then the next question is, well, who am I then? Who is this self that I am that is having experience and learning through all my experience? Well, that's really the question we deal deal here in ILM, is that question of who am I really? When we begin to ask that question, that's now really the greater journey that jim was speaking of when he said if you're coming to ilm if you're looking for the lotto numbers the psychic this just or that you're in the wrong place but if you're coming to ilm to learn about who you really are and what life really is and where did it all come from and where is it all going and where did we come from, and where are we all going? Because it's all the same. Those are the three big main questions that we address here in ILM. That's what you're looking for. That's what ILM is for. In the meditation we do, and everything we share and teach about is to help answer those questions, but we answer them through experience. So what we do in ILM is share of our own experience, that we know as we share from our experience that those of you listening, you will look inside of yourself and say, wow, do I find that true for myself? Do I have that same kind of experience and knowing in myself? Or are these guys full of shit? <laughs> They're giving me a big BS line and trying to mislead me, misdirectly, uh, misinform me for their own personal gain. What gain we'd get out of that, I'm not sure, since we don't charge money for any of this. (laughs) Other than maybe just some entertainment value? I don't know. (laughs) But that's up to you to decide. That's why I say all that. Yeah, maybe I'm joking around or trying to be funny, but really, in all honesty, we've got to look at all these things. We've got to question, not just ILM or anything else out there, but we've got to question ourselves in what's really going on inside and really start to pay attention to that and learn and trust and let that lead us in life. When we do that, our life is going to definitely change for the better in the way I describe better is that inner peace, that love, that joy, where you'll find in life, just as we have, many of you have watching. I know most of you who come here to watch is because you've already gone through a lot of that. Because most of the feedback we get from people is, wow, I like what you share because it makes so much sense and you're so real. You're not trying to, promote an image and be superficial or trying to tell us what to do or how to believe. We don't do that here. All of us have been through enough of that. That's why we share our experience and like I said, the things I've gone through, that's why I'm not participating in all those other things. Because life itself is true no matter where we find ourselves and it is the same for all of us. No matter what the details look or sound like, Life itself is the same for all of us. No matter where we find ourselves. No matter what kind of a person we are, no matter what culture, race, religion, anywhere on this planet or another planet for that matter, we've been incarnated into. There is that element that is life that exists in all things. And that is what we are awakening to in Ilam in the meditation we teach here. What is another way of saying that? God. G-O-D. God the Creator, God the Father, God the Mother, God the Holy Spirit, God that is life and loving itself. That is what the meditation practice that we teach here is about awakening into so that we wake up and know that fully and experience that fully, for ourselves. That way it's not some kind of preachy belief system or religious, dogmatic, whatever process that we're supposed to just trust rather than trusting ourselves or believe in rather than believing in ourselves, but rather to pay attention to our own inner experience, our own inner knowing, and learning to really now turn more inward to know ourselves To believe in ourselves, to trust in ourselves, what that element we would call God or the soul of who we are. And again, those are just words. But I use those words as descriptive so that hopefully in speaking these words that in my communications people will take that and begin to look, well, what is that in me? Who am I? What is this that is aware, that can see, that can hear, that can know, that can experience one way or another, even if we were blind and deaf, couldn't feel anything, couldn't smell, couldn't taste anything. But yet we're still aware. There's consciousness there. That is what I'm speaking of. That consciousness is awake, is conscious, is aware, is a beingness that is life itself. And that is what we're awakening into in ILM. That is what the meditation is about. That is the teachings. The teachings are really just the sharing and the understanding that Jim and I have. And have learned through our experience and as we've been guided through that Holy Spirit from God directly. Yes, we are crazy enough to actually admit that we speak with God that God speaks to us. We actually admit it. So there's my confession. I'm a wackadoodle in that way. But I'll tell you what, it works for me. And if it works for you, well, that's your journey. That's why in here we say, don't even trust or believe what we say. Rather, listen to what we say and see if that is true for you. If our words speak a truth that resonates with you, that you know to be true for you. And if you're not sure, check things out. Pay attention to your life experience. Learn from it. Do the meditation. Have experience Awaken, discover, see what you have and what you come to understand. That's what this is about. That's why we don't charge for this. There's no way. This, how can you charge for something that is more intangible than air? <laughs> air is abundant and free for everybody on this planet. Go to outer space, and I guess if you need air, somebody could charge you for it if you're going to come in and breathe in this atmosphere. I know, bad humor, but yet there's truth in there. Well, such is spirit. I have found like air is to the body is what the Holy Spirit is like to the soul. For without that Holy Spirit, that is life itself, the essence of God, there would be no life or consciousness Awareness that we as a soul have. Simple as that. But those are just observations. Does it really matter or not? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe having that kind of information doesn't do any good for you. But maybe... It might just get you to really ask and wonder and want to know for yourself. And that's where, if that is true for you, you'll begin to seek to find out. And that is what we encourage everybody to do, is to have your journey of seeking and discover for yourself that truth that we call God, the Holy Spirit and the soul. And in that, oh, you'll have a life makeover, all right. Because when you really begin that journey and pursue the greater truth of life itself, life will change, it'll transform you will find yourself moving across the planet if you need to. You will find yourself not only changing jobs, but even leaving your family maybe. I don't know. All of these things happen. A lot of people would call it crazy. But sometimes maybe it takes being a little crazy to find the truth and being willing to do whatever that is We feel we need to do to discover that, to find that. That means we've got to let go of some things. We've got to be willing to change. We've got to be willing to let go. We've got to be willing to move into new experience, to discover something new and different. If we don't allow ourselves to move into new experience, let alone outwardly, but just inwardly, to discover something new, if we want to allow ourselves to do that, then how are we going to know or experience anything different than what we've been doing? It's literally that practical, that simple. Such as in meditation. If we're willing to meditate, we're opening ourselves to now other experience than what we've been used to. And that scares a lot of people. A lot of people are just comfortable in the element that they're in and want to stay in that secure, what they think is secure little bubble or space, not realizing at any moment it could change anyway, nothing by our doing, but other elements creating that change. But aside from that, if we ourselves choose to be proactive and make choices for ourselves, that's where we begin to find ourselves more empowered and begin to pull ourselves out of any depressions or darkness or disturbance because in being proactive, we're making a choice out of freedom rather than by default because something's been done to us or something happens to us and now we have to. When those situations happen, we usually go into reaction and we feel like the victims so we blame and shame and are against now whatever created or caused that change, not even understanding that maybe that happened to us because maybe it was the Holy Spirit behind it creating the change because we of ourselves want to take the proactive choices to make those changes because we were too scared or too comfortable. Well, that's part of life learning here. We're going to learn by choice by default as well as choice proactively. Hopefully the things that I'm saying are nothing new but maybe just calling your attention to things you already know but maybe haven't paid enough attention to to see what Value is there for you to see how you can really live your life in a greater way that is empowered, where you can live it in greater peace and joy and experience more loving. And that's what we're trying to do here is to really open up to that greater truth of life because we know in that there's a greater experience of loving and joy and peace and I think most of us would like that. Most of us in life itself are looking for happiness, to live happily ever after, like all the fairy tales. But again, when we look for it in the world, well, we may have temporary experiences of happiness, but then after a while, as we've discovered, that fades away. And then we're back now into whatever disturbance. And then once again, we're on the journey seeking happiness. In the next physical experience, in the next relationship, in the next job, whatever it is. Until the day we die and then we come up to death. Maybe the greatest adventure in the physical. (laughs) Maybe really scared because maybe if all we've done is pursued material, physical things and haven't even given a thought to the afterlife, that would be scary. But if we can begin to pursue the afterlife now, that which we could call spiritual or beyond the physical, maybe we could actually begin to have experience or what we would call inner experience or spiritual experience before we actually die so that we can have a greater understanding while we're alive a greater awareness of what is the afterlife, what may happen or could happen. Because if we have spiritual experience here while we're still alive, we go out of body, we have a spiritual vision, the door opens, we see or we go out into it. Believe me, you talk about liberating. You have that. It only takes one experience like that. And I'll tell you what, your fear of death is going to drop significantly. Because you will know that there really is something after this physical body. Because you will know if you have that, you had that without your body and how real it is, more real than what it's like being here physically. Because that's you having the experience, so you know it for yourself. And then it doesn't matter what other people tell you or what's right or what's wrong. You'll know the truth for yourself because you've had the experience. And that is the key that we really want for everybody. And that's why we talk about it here. We want you to have that spiritual experience so that you know what is beyond this physical, material world. When you get a taste of that, well, that's a lot like what Jim was calling the elixir of life or the sweet nectar, the divine wine, all of that. That love that is the Holy Spirit, that is the essence of God, one, that feeds us on every level. That just feeds the soul, no matter what level of consciousness we find ourselves on. But when we really pursue that in earnest and are really called and we begin to answer the call by pursuing, wanting to know, and taking the actions so that we do know by having the experience. That's what's going to really bring the fulfillment. And then your life changes on every level. You know, part of the reason I was sharing about the words life makeover that showed up because I know it always comes from all the inner pursuits and what we do spiritually inside of ourselves. And as that shifts and changes inside of us, that then the world here will begin to change to reflect the changes within us. And I know most of you, if not all of you, listening right now are at a place where you're ready for a major life change A life makeover. What is a makeover? Because whatever you've been doing in life and where you're at, there's probably something major going on in your life right now where you're ready for a big change, but maybe you're scared to make the change. You're ready for a change, but maybe you think you're not ready. You know all that? That's the wonder, the doubt, the questioning. Well, the biggest thing I had found is just being willing to let go of whatever that is we've been doing, because until we let that go, we may not be able to now move into that which is next for us, that which is new. Am I trying to be psychic right now? No. Look around the world right now. What do you think this whole COVID-19 coronavirus thing's about? That is creating a global planetary change. Unfortunately, by default, most people didn't consciously, proactively, freely choose, oh, I want to get the coronavirus and die, and I hope a lot of other people do, and I want it to be planetary around the world. And maybe there are some people who wanted to do that. I mean, there are the conspiracy theories out there. (laughs) Go on to Facebook if you want to hear about them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you begin to see things on a global scale like what we're seeing now, yeah, 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 there's a reason, there's a cause. Who knows? Everybody's got their speculations. But really, what are you doing with it? What are you doing in your own life with all this? Because change is upon us. Whether we want it or not, whether we like it or not, some of us are really glad it's happening. Some of us are resenting and cursing it, think it's a horrible thing. But what if we, not only on a humanity level across the globe, but just individually, what if we are at a point we need to make a change for our own spiritual progression or learning or growth, whatever you want to call it. But we have not been willing to. So it's taking some outer element, circumstances to force us into making changes that we probably should have done all along. So more than likely, this has created a situation in the world that we have to make some changes physically. But I know when there's physical changes, there's always going to be inner changes. How we believe, what we think, how we feel, how we react, how we respond. Our fantasies and makeup of life, the way we thought it was, is now being changed. All of our expectations, good or bad, maybe it ruined them, maybe it actually brought them into manifestation, whatever that may be for you. But ultimately, we need to really look inside of ourselves, not try to change humanity. That's taking care of itself. But even the change in humanity comes about by our own individual choices within ourselves. So if you're choosing to stay at home, not only to be safe, but also to take the time to be spiritual, as my sign-off seems to be lately when we say goodbye for the day, I always say, be safe, be spiritual. Okay, there's there's my bridge of the physical and spiritual. In spirit, you don't need anything safety because nothing can harm you. You're eternal. But here, physically, what are we doing with that? Are we participating making changes, embracing and accepting the outer changes that are going on and maybe whatever disturbance or shaking things up on the inner that this has caused in our response or our reaction to the outer circumstances? Or have we gone into reaction, resistance, and shutdown and just blame it and curse it? Well, the choice is ours. We can do any of that. You want life to be a little easier, I've learned to move into acceptance to accept situations and circumstances because then it keeps me open and vulnerable and in a movement of loving where when I react it shut down and push things away while well, in that, just like Jim's story of separation, I find when I do that, I go into major separation, and when I go into separation and close the doors and I go into major pain and darkness and depression just like you described. Because that's what most of us do. So it's interesting just hearing a 24-episode of your experience very clearly in a little one-day snapshot states where most people live is in that place, not knowing that the darkness we live in and the depression we live in is because we have gone into reaction, have resisted closed doors, to life itself, the movement of life. And I'm only talking about the physical. Really, I'm talking about the spiritual, but I'm using the physical as the example. Because that's what most of us do. We'll react to the physical and go into separation, which automatically closes down the spiritual. But as soon as we can open up and embrace and accept the physical circumstances, it begins to open us up, at least mentally and emotionally, emotionally. But that's the beginning of being able to open up spiritually. And I literally am pointing to different parts of my body with the different levels of consciousness, the chakra system, because up here is the soul and the spiritual, where these other levels are more the unconscious, the mind, the emotions, the imagination, and the physical. So we're at a point whether it's those major life changes, or in this case, I like to use the word life makeover. Think about it. Don't most people do a makeover because they weren't happy with the way things are, and so they want a makeover for the way they want things to be, whether that's a a makeover as far as like, I can't even think in the moment, cosmetics, a makeover like that, or some other kind of a makeover of your house, your circumstances, a career makeover, whatever it is. It can be anything in your life, a makeover, a do-over, to now let go of the way things were that you didn't like and now make it over into a new way. And if you're in a place of reaction, what's what's going on in your life, well, start to Embrace it and accept it, and then begin to see how you want to do things differently. That not only will be in more alignment and work with the current circumstances in the world, but also where it can bring in alignment and work with the circumstances within you so that you move into not only acceptance, but more loving and peace and, dare I say, even joy with the circumstances. And what you can do in moving forward through all this in your life. And I use life makeover as a catch-all. Like I was saying, your life, anything and everything in your life, it's a great time for a makeover. <laughs> even if it's just a cosmetic one. Because <laughs> even in the cosmetic makeover, it's going to... Move through our thoughts, our feelings, how we perceive, how we see ourselves, what we believe, all of that. Why not do it in a way that creates more joy and peace in your life? The greatest way I know to do that is, of course, spiritually. And so here's my plug for ILAM, of course. That's why we teach the meditation we do, and why we teach about loving, accepting, and forgiving, and taking responsibility for our thoughts and feelings and actions and reactions. As we do that, we are going to have the life makeover. And then life is going to unfold truly as it's really meant to, according to our soul and God's will, right? Thy will be done. Well, how do we do thy will? Instead of our own. That's where we learn through meditation, prayer, surrender, letting go, what God's will is. My experience is God's will is simply loving. But until we do all this other to to let go and open up, how are we going to know what that loving really is? And I have found as I follow that loving, just like I started in the beginning of my physical life journey, that as I open and experience more of that, I went and did all these things and I learned and experienced a lot all along the way. Well, that's it. As we open to it and follow that, even into the physical with the choices we make and what we do on a day-to-day basis, are we following the movement of loving from within ourselves even in the physical choices we make. Not what we want things to be, but rather letting loving follow the way, and we choose loving, and let that determine. As Jim says, God first and God only. Let loving lead the way. Make God and loving your one and only choice And in making that your only choice, then let all of the other choices out of that that you make on a daily basis, even into your physical life, let those choices open the doors to loving within you so that everything you even do and experience physically is filled with loving, is led with loving. Even if you physically would rather do something else that would feed your animal nature, We'll see if loving wants to do that. And if not, be willing to let go of your desires and follow that movement of loving and see where it takes you. And sometimes loving will take you into what we would call the animal nature and our own desires so that we can have the experience and gain the value out of that experience. Most people think, oh, God's will be done. That means they've got to be chaste. There's got to be the purity, the total innocence, all the things you think are spiritual and pure. Most people have belief systems of what they think that is or should be. And that's why most people do not follow spiritual pathways because they feel like they can never measure up. And so most people won't even try because I'll never be good enough. I'll never be able to do it. I can't be that pure. So we will just judge ourselves. We won't even give ourselves the chance or the opportunity because we'll never be able to do that level of purity If that were true, why do you think God would allow all that goes on, not only in this world, but everywhere? Is there anybody that's really pure enough then? Not that I have found, and that's including myself. You guys think Jim's a goody-two-shoes. Well, he's the closest thing to the most pure I've seen. Which is purely ridiculous. (laughs) We have to be willing to let go of even all those ideals and belief systems. We've got to create the space within ourselves to give ourselves a chance. We've got to let go of the measurements, the comparisons, the judgments in order to just release ourselves by letting go of all that so we can now move forward into that which we are seeking that is spiritual and divine with all your bad faults and habits and impurities, all of it. Why not just trust God enough that you can do it no matter how corrupt you are No matter how impure you are, why not allow yourself to move forward and let God cleanse you if you don't have enough trust or belief in yourself? Why not give that up to God then and have trust and belief in God? That God knows what God is doing and will steer you in the right direction, lead you to where you need to go, have the experience you need to have, why not give God the chance? If you don't trust and believe in yourself enough, why not then give God the opportunity by trusting and believing in God then? As they say, just do it, as the God Nike says. Just do it and find out. See what happens. See what your experience is. But again, it comes down to letting go. Why do you think that phrase, let go, let God? because we've got to let go of something because that something has been holding us back from our experience of God. When we let it go, now we can move into the experience of God. And then we really see what God's will is. And God's will is gonna always be filled with loving. And then whatever circumstances, situations are part of that, both physically in this world and in all your inner experience and your journey home. It'll just be what it's going to be. But why not give yourself that opportunity and have that experience and let it be what it's going to be and enjoy the ride. Enjoy the experience, the fun and the evil. (laughs) Believe me, you'll see some scary things, but when you see the love of God now, Move through these scary evil things and you see how that works you will be blown away and you'll begin to discover there's truly absolutely nothing to fear because God's in it all, behind it all through it all bringing you through as you choose to participate in your own life which is life itself. But if that's too grandiose, talking on the levels like that, as they say, take the baby steps or just take that one next step, what could that be for you? What is a step, or steps for that matter, if you want to take more than one, You could write this in your journal and pose this question to yourself and look at it as your homework between now and the next class if you want, which is a great idea, by the way, not to just sit here and listen to us, but to take what we share and do something with it. Give yourself a homework assignment and say, I want to take what I hear today and apply at least one piece of it, if not as much as I can, and see what experience I have. That's my homework. So it can be as simple as this for your homework if you choose to do this. What is the next step you can take? What is that? No matter what, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, anything. You're going to start meditating. You're going to meditate more or longer or daily. You're going to do the laugh workbook, we say. Well, I've got all these internal issues. I'm in a lot of pain and disturbance mentally and emotionally so I'm going to go see a therapist or I'll do the laugh workbook or I'll do some kind of forgiveness process to work on healing these things? Or what about even physically? What is the next step physically you can do? Because most people, when they hear when I say something like life makeover, will think, oh, I want to change my physical life. What can I do physically to change my life? I don't know, burn down your house and move halfway across the planet might be easier just to sell your house or maybe just give away some stuff or whatever. Do whatever. What is that for you? Maybe that's a little bit of a big step. I guess a little baby step would be give away one item. (laughs) Go buy a new one. Replace it with something. Hey, exchange it. Barter with somebody. You You got a friend who has something you like and they have something you like? Barter. Change it out. Give it away as a birthday gift. Or go tell your friend what you want For your birthday. (laughs) There's a lot of ways to do these things, is what I'm saying. You've got to be creative, be flexible, be open, and discover. It'll one at the very least, it'll make life more interesting and fun. At the very least. But maybe even more than that, you might find as you do things like this, in opening in your consciousness that begins to create that greater change for the greater life to make you over. And that's really what we're seeking anyway. Not just a life makeover, a spiritual makeover.